0: Yeah, you sound like you're not using your, your Yeti.
1: Oh, I might not be using my Yeti with Skype. One second. Here, fix that, because I, I just can't
0: handle this low-tech nonsense.
1: Uh, yep, that's exactly the problem. This is there roll up and go. die, damn it. How's that, huh?
2: Not roll up and sleep or something.
1: That <laughs> Curl better? up and
2: sleep. <laughs> Curl that, up and sleep. Curl
1: up and Die off shoot. That's what I did. That's what I wanted to do after <laughs> Brigade Condi.
2: It's Sunday, October 18th, 2015, and you're listening to episode 25 of Roll Up and Die. Who's that then? I
1: don't know. Must be a king. Why? He hasn't got shit all over him. Everyone's uh, Brigade Con. Did you guys have
2: a good time? Yeah, it was pretty good, yeah. except that uh, the, the 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 game I ran, it happens every freaking time. I had, a, I had a problem with Google. It just dropped me all of a sudden. Oh, man. And I had to end up restarting my computer, and by the time I got back on, it wouldn't let me restart the broadcast. So it was a cliffhanger oh, for man. people listening anyway. It was a
0: cliffhanger. I... The, the the dwarf takes the ale and brings it to his lips. <laughs> what happens next? Was it good? Was it good <laughs>
2: What happened? I, I need to know. <laughs> uh, my, brigade was, my,
0: my brigade con was my brigade was also good. Um, I enjoyed Mike Le Sham's game, yep. uh, Fiasco, on the Silver Dragon Express. That was very good. Uh, I, and mm-hmm. of course, all the games we list, you guys can find on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, I really enjoyed my. Oh, oh, first of all, I really enjoyed the "Roll Up and Die" panel.
1: Yes, that was a lot of fun. I yeah, had a good time there. Yeah, I, the I guys. enjoyed that
0: too. That's awesome. I also did a, a panel um, with Bradlin W. I'm just gonna say W because I don't want to be like, oh, this person, and they'll be like, why'd you say my name? And her home um, address is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Siri, find Bradlin W. No. <laughs> um, but uh, we did a panel on psychology at psychological tropes mm-hmm. and. Using actual psychology and how to make your NPCs more realistic and believable. And that mm-hmm. was really fun.
1: Yeah, um, I need to finish watching that. It was I, I caught the little bit of it and it was
0: really good. So I enjoyed it. It was it was there was a lot of like it was almost like a bunch of ideas you can steal. Right. In mm-hmm. a way, but they're all like based on science that I don't understand. Yeah. So basically <laughs> Bradlin said something really smart. This is how the format mm-hmm. Bradlin says something really, really smart. And then I totally misinterpret it and come up with a completely different idea that has nothing to do with what she said. <laughs> Basically, yeah.
1: uh, that's kind of how roll up and die works too, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, I Think so too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, how was
0: your brigade con, Matt?
1: Uh, it was really good. Um, I totally overdid it. Uh, I, it was so funny because last year I was like. Man, I just went so hard. I'm Next year, I'm just going to chill, just playing a couple games. And then I did it even worse this year. I uh, So I got up at 7 a.m. for work on Friday. And then I didn't go to bed until 11.30 p.m. on Saturday. So that was 40 hours, uh, yeah. give or take, uh, with, with two 15-minute power naps in there to get me through. But... There, at one point, man, I was about to go on that panel with with Mike Shea, Sly Flourish, and yeah. uh, Kirk from PhD and D, and I'm sitting there like I'm gonna fall asleep on Mike Shea, like I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna curl <laughs> up, I'm gonna put my head on Mike Shea's shoulder, I'm just gonna be like,
2: oh, Sly Flourish,
1: lazy dungeon master, and uh, that w- that would have been embarrassing, but. But, yeah, man, I had a good time. I played I played in three games, uh, participated in two panels, and then we did the closing ceremonies, which are always a hoot. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I uh, did a, an interview okay, with uh, a person named Rodney Thompson. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I really had no idea who he was until <laughs> after the interview.
1: That's so funny to <laughs> me because it's like it's – like, I, I feel like Tim was asking if he wanted to be on that panel for, like, weeks. And I'm like, why isn't Barker jumping on this? Because the only reason I could be on the panel – was because I was at a panel with Mike Shea. And so I I feel like Tim should have just been more like upfront about it and just been like, hey, Barker, Mm. do you want to be on a panel with the guy who pretty much created 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, or
0: is that something that you're interested in? I would have jumped, but I'm glad I didn't know because then I would have been in an
2: interview like a stiff. Like I'd be like, what about
0: 5th edition do you like?
2: Well, yeah, but how, how, uh, I'm just curious. How do you interview someone not knowing anything about... Uh, so, oh. who the hell are you and why am I talking to you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> who's your daddy ways, and what does
0: he do? Uh, in two ways. Number one... Number one, I knew that he was an RPG publisher. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Or, or worked in, in publishing. And I and it was, a, it was a panel. It was an interview about advice for publishers. Mm-hmm. And I also, you know... I'm now a publisher myself. So I mm-hmm. had some questions f- about publishing, but the second thing <laughs> is that I slowly started realizing it as we were going through the interview. <laughs> it's almost like, <laughs> it's almost like, <laughs>
1: I like I thought you knew before. I want to go back and watch the watch the panel and just watch the realization dawn on your face. Yeah, you're just like, oh shit, ro that Rodney Thompson.
0: Oh, it's like, go, it's like going to confession and halfway through you're like, you know, this priest sounds strangely yeah. like President Obama. <laughs> I was gonna say that it's like when like
1: if Pierce Morgan goes to Bombay and like he's like. I'm Piers Morgan, and like all the people in Bombay are like, I don't, we don't know who you are. Like we're just, you, you have cameras following you around, so you must be important, but we have no idea who you are.
2: Did he did he, did he drop any names? Was that how you knew? Like, uh, yeah, I was in this meeting with Chris Perkins, and then <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, this dude knows you know? Chris Perkins. <laughs> no, actually, one of the first things is, and, this. I, and I gave him his assignment. You know, it's like, well, wait, what? <laughs> so when <laughs> I created the
1: advantage disadvantage system. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> while i was writing horde of the dragon queen uh
0: <laughs> oh my goodness he, no, it, it, okay so t- the first thing tim told me before the interview was yeah. uh, he informed me that you know he had a, a big hand in fifth edition yeah and mm-hmm. and then at the end of it after after rodney left he's uh tim said did you i mean you really don't know who that was it, like like that kind of thing and he's like dude Let me just. And he pulls out his player's handbook and he just opens it to the first page and points at the top. (laughs) And and I just. I was just like, Mother of God. I made an anti Palladium joke to Rodney
2: Thompson. (laughs) It was. He
0: said. He, we were, he was like, he was talking about publishing and publishing settings, and he he was just making up random cities, and he was like, yeah, let's just say you have a, a Western sci-fi taking place near a volcano thing, and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a Palladium book, and he just, he lost it, he started laughing, and after I found out, like, you know, after I looked in my player's handbook and saw his name, I was like, God, I'm really happy he laughed at the joke. Dude,
1: you, you, got, you got Rodney Thompson, man, you got him real good. Oh.
0: No, uh, Heather and I were at a comic con last year, and we were eating breakfast at the hotel because we stayed in the hotel. Excuse me, but um, we're sitting there, and there's a a guy who totally—I mean, he just looks like he's a rock star, you know? He's, but he's sitting there alone. He's got his guitar next to him, and he's uh, he's eating breakfast. And I look over him, and I'm like, I look over at him, and I said, "How was the show?" Because you know, I'm a musician, I know musicians. He said, "Yeah, it was really good, really good," and and it was just you know a small exchange. And he got up and he gave us like five free meal passes that he had. And I was like, this is awesome. And I looked at him. And I said, hey, man, what's your name? I'd love to support your music. And the face he gave me, <laughs> as, as he told me he was Glenn Burtnick, who's the guitarist for Sticks. Yeah, The yeah. face he gave me was like, <laughs> you're going to Google me after I leave, and you're going to find out. And, and he just walked off, and I did it. That's awesome. Dude, that's amazing.
2: It's kind of good, though, when you get to talk to someone you know, uh, that you don't know. Yeah. and and you talk to them like a real person and not treat them like royalty.
1: Yeah, I think if I was a if I was a, a famous person, like I would appreciate it when someone didn't know who I was. Like I would be, I would be like, man, I'm actually conversing yeah. with this person, and their responses aren't based on the fact that I'm, you know, this guy or yeah. whatever. Yeah,
0: meant yeah. that was very that's yeah absolutely right. But
2: you totally missed what Alex just did. What? Yeah, I know. What did he do? He, I'm 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 like O oh, and twelve with segways. Um,
1: oh <laughs> shoot! I forgot. Uh, Welcome
2: to
0: I'm, Roll Up and oh. Die, ladies and gentlemen. Your, Son of a bitch! Your your
2: uncensored RPG podcast. My name is Barker,
1: and my name is Matt from Always Misses the Segways,
2: and my name is Alex. Uh, always uh, misses the segways too.
1: That's the second time I've done that. Where someone has tried to segue, and I've been like, oh, yeah, totally. Here's a complete non-sequitur about that. And you're like, dude, I was trying to gracefully move into the next topic.
0: That was so good, too. Uh. I think that was the best segue, period.
2: Period. Uh,
0: Anyway, yes, everybody, welcome to Roll Up and Die. Um, Today's topic is another Around the Town. And it's going to be a new Around the Town series called Governments. So it's a series within a series, and in today's government series, that's packed inside the around the town series. We're going to be talking about royalty, as Captain Gothnog just announced. Yeah, Um, five minutes ago. (laughs) Don't try to turn this away from you, Matt. Don't try to hold the mirror to my face. No, no, I'm the one who dicked up.
1: I was total. I'm totally the one who dicked up. I'm mad at myself right now. I'm irritated. I'm irritated with one person in this podcast, and it's Matt.
0: It's Matt. It's Matt from I oh, no. Always Miss a Segways. Yep. New channel.
1: A fistful of missed segways. Hashtag miss the segway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you blame me? I've been out of it for like four weeks or something like that.
0: Oh, can I actually say that I'm on Twitter now? Can I just jump in really quick and yeah. say that yeah, Barker? Yeah, why Barker the hell not? B- <laughs> well... I, we'll t- I- we already missed the segue, but no, yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter now at at be a better GM. I don't know how you're supposed to say it. Like, do I have to say the at or do I just say find me? I'm be a better GM on Twitter. You are Twitter. asking the wrong two people. Yeah, I'm... What do you even Gothnog, you don't tweet.
2: <laughs> I do, but only just to promote the the show and uh, and occasionally to uh, you know swear at the universe. <laughs> Shake See, your with fist Twitter... at the heavens.
0: <laughs> You know what? No, we're gonna save that for next one. We've had enough banter. Yeah, the banter has enough-
1: already happened. It's come and yeah, gone.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's done. We're done. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about royal- royalty today. So in a lot of different ways, this is something that you will come across in, or your, the characters will come across in the town, right? The mm-hmm. the nobility, uh, the nobility class. So mm-hmm. let's go around, and I'm gonna use my rock paper scissors dice. And I would like, I'll be, I'll be uh, Alex, you're rock, Matt, yep. you're scissors, I'm paper, yep. and we'll uh, go around, and what do you, let's say, let's make cliche nobility, Alrighty. nobility that you expect oh, yeah, to okay. see in any game. Cool. So, first up is rock, that's Alex. Okay.
2: So, I, I guess the, uh, the cliche would be the, the newly appointed king who was the son of a great king, and he ended up killing his father so that he could take the throne. Oh. Um having having this uh this son who is enamored with power and believes that he deserves the throne more than his his weak father does and so he uh he has him killed so that he can take his place and make the country great like it should be. Awesome.
0: And uh, next after usurping son is paper. So that's me. I'm going to say that the leader of this king has a knight that stand, stands next to his throne and he's just got a scarred face and he's hideous and he's mean and he's huge and he's covered in armor and he'll just kill any player that tries to talk bad to the mm-hmm. king because basically he's the dungeon master. That's what he is. He's not hes not an NPC in the world. He's you, the DM, <laughs> making sure the players don't mess this shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and Matt.
1: Uh, And of course, no young uh, patriciding king is complete without his sniveling advisor, who's always next to him, whispering into (laughs) his ear and making sure that no one goes before the king who has uh, not earned the right to do so. And uh, he's usually some sort of slimy, (laughs) sniveling, sort of Grima
0: tongue type character. What's that Stephen King book that I'm thinking of right now? Eyes of the Dragon? Eyes of the yes. Dragon. Eyes of the Dragon. Great Basically, book. we just wrote a Stephen King book. That yeah. was my first Stephen King I ever read, and my only one. Yeah.
1: That was the first That was the first <laughs> Stephen King book I ever read, too. Not the last, but the first one, definitely.
0: Yeah. But now that we just did this, I'm seeing this sort of scenario in lots of different things. Like you said, mm-hmm. Grima in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in Edoras. And oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, done a lot. Yeah, so, okay, so let's take the royalty, right, the king, or maybe Mm -hmm. perhaps something else, and let's make it interesting. So, um, Matt. Yeah. If you're going to throw out a way to make royalty more interesting, more believable, more fun, just different, cooler, what do you do?
1: Well, I'm always a fan of uh, hesitant monarchs, hesitant rulers, leaders who didn't necessarily strive or have the ambition to go after uh, the role that they have. Uh, you know, it's kind of an old trope to have the the hesitant hero. It's kind of like the, it makes him more likable. You know, when Luke Skywalker says, you know, I can't go with you, Ben. You know, I got I have to look after the farm and take care of my uncle and, and aunt. You're like, oh, you know, that Luke is a good guy. He's not being selfish in this, in this instance. Mm. The same, you can do the same thing with a ruler. You know, a king who didn't necessarily want to be king but is Mm -hmm. a good ruler because of that like he became king because it was thrust upon him not because Mm -hmm. he you know murdered his father or uh you know Mm -hmm. usurped somebody or something like that it was it was uh you know he grew up and was given this because you know his dad was the king or he married a princess or something like that and he didn't necessarily want to be
0: the ruler That's awesome. Yeah, we mm-hmm. see a lot of super powerful, super decisive rulers in D&D games yeah. or yeah. any RPG where they're like, kill them all, or, oh, they're super mm-hmm. weak, maybe. Yeah. It's very you know, very rare to see a ruler that's like, oh, man, this, this is a hard job. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. There was a surprisingly cool example of that, and it was a really neat um, change from some of the tropes, which was a movie called In the Name of the King. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- it was interesting for a few reasons. Number one, uh, Jason Stran- is it Jason Stratham played the Stratham played the hero, um, and he was he was the he he was was uh, that the movie uh, with Ray Liotta? I'm sorry, yeah, it's yeah, got yeah, Ray Liotta and, <laughs> yeah. and Burt
1: Reynolds is in it. Burt Reynolds is the king. I've, and I've I would have
2: me. if someone told me that I would have been like, <laughs> I can't watch that. But it was surprisingly good. You know, it it was a B plus movie at least. You know, maybe <laughs> a, an a
1: B plus. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I've know. only
2: seen the trailer, and that trailer is oh yeah the yeah tra- the 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 trail is not particularly good, but uh there's some interesting lore in it, for example uh the only people who can use magic in that world are people who are sworn to a king, so uh hmm. they have to swear their they have to swear their allegiance to a king and then they have this magical power and so um you know that that was kind of a neat bit of lore that uh uh, that was brought into it that, ha- that I really hadn't seen before. And um, is, is it just yeah.
0: that idea that they're sworn to a king that gives them the abilities, or
2: I, I, they, they didn't really delve too much into the lore? I know that it was some something something about their by, by again uh, by by swearing themselves to a, by by serving a king is how they is how they derive their power. And Ray, Ray Liotta's character was able to get power because he basically subjugated this race of. I forget what they were called, but they're kind of like orcs, and beca- and he put himself as their king, mm. so he uh, he served himself, so yeah. he was able to, he was able to kind of find a loophole in that little. Uh... Anyone ever see Ray Liotta as a good guy? <laughs> like, d- does he
0: ever get the girl? Not really. Not really. <laughs> I don't think so either. So okay, so let's talk about government types a little yeah. bit because, like, uh, you know, when when I think of you know immediate royalty i think of a king or mm-hmm. at the very least if, if we're just talking about a town you know skyrim has really given me the <clears throat> mindset of thinking about a lord of a of a certain single city instead of you know the king mm-hmm. of all the land so um what is a different like w- what types of government are there out there for you to put into your game that will automatically spice it up cuz
2: it's different well <sighs> if we're, well if we're focusing, if we're focusing on royalty we kind of we're kind of limited to that but you can definitely change up how you well, how you handle royalty. Well, wait, hold on. So
0: is there maybe maybe I'm just not knowledgeable on the subject? Is it impossible to have royalty in say like a theocracy? Uh, like to no, make I, the leader
2: some sort of religious figure? I yeah, I guess I guess it depends on how you want to define it. Um if you're talking about royalty as in it has to be inherited um that sort of thing? Or is it, you know, what's, what's, what is, what is considered royalty? What's it based on?
0: Well, I think you should
2: define it. You define mm-hmm. it for uh, us
0: and for the rest of the podcast, and then we'll base it on that.
2: Well, I, I guess in this context, we should, you know, uh, maybe limit it to, uh, royalty is a leadership who has absolute power over the, over the land. And it's, it's inherited, uh, by bloodline mm-hmm. and, uh. Uh, I kind of like the notion, too, that the, uh, the the kind of Arthurian idea that the king and the land are one, so that as the king goes, so does the land. So that kind of template, I guess.
0: Okay, cool. So That's how I see it anyway. Awesome. Well, th-
2: then let's talk about that. So something
0: that's passed on from basically parent to child. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So... <clears throat> What, what's a way, Matt, you were going to say something. What's a way to make something like that interesting?
1: Well, just, I mean, to toot my own horn, I have, in my world of Aranoth, I have Stone Rift, which has two kings. And it's it's called a diarchy. It's actually an actual thing. The, the Spartans uh, had this for a time, I believe. And it's uh, where you have two kings who so each oversee different aspects of... Uh, you know a country or a city state or, wh- or whatever so in the case of stone rift there's a king of the march and a king of the toil and the king of the march is basically the commander-in-chief like he oversees all the military matters and you know international sort of relations and stuff like that and the king of the toil is sort of the king of commerce and labor and oversees like the infrastructure and things like that and so they're both uh it's a it's hereditary for both of them they're not related but they call each other brother kings because they serve sort of in tandem with each other so i mean you can you can switch stuff up like that um pretty easily and still have it be royal still have it be kings and queens you know monarchs Mm -hmm. that sort of thing that's a really good idea
0: i i I immediately think of you know let's 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 put a king in the throne whether you know i like your two king idea mm-hmm. that's a, that's a surprise like let's figure out a way to surprise the characters the players when they walk into the throne room and what mm-hmm. is a, a way to surprise them when they see who is sitting on the throne or thrones and the this the thing i'm thinking right now is a kid that is far too young to be a king yeah maybe mm-hmm. parent just died in battle He's now the king, and maybe he's playing with his toys on top of the throne. Yeah,
1: what I what I immediately think of is Tommen, uh, Tommen Baratheon oh, from yeah. the uh, Song of Ice and Fire. In the in the Game of Thrones TV show, he's quite a bit older. In the book, he's like nine years old, and like he mm. he has a cat that he calls Sir Pounce, and this kid <laughs> is in charge of of the entire realm of of Westeros. yeah, And he's like, you know, Ser Pounce is his chief executor, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's that's a terrifying idea, having someone who is far, far too young to be the king. And in that case, you usually have uh, a regent of some sort. You have someone who's basically ruling instead of the king. And another example of that is like Denethor from uh, Lord of the Rings. Like he's Mm, not technically royalty. He's not a king, but he's serving as effectively the king of 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 gondor until the rightful king takes its place
0: nice right. what if characters walked in and the throne was empty
1: yeah just like i mean just like in lord of the rings they walk in and that big yeah. throne has nobody in it and denethor mm-hmm. sitting in his little and a kid's table you know in his little his little yeah. steward chair <laughs> I, below the I, actual I, throne
0: love that if I were if I were Denethor, I'd be like, you know, I'm gonna sit on the throne. Yeah,
1: I'd be like, you minutes. know what? I just want to see he what it feels does. like. Yeah, he probably, probably, probably. would up there once in a while. He puts yeah. his yeah, he puts his night. bony butt right up in that throne every day. I bet. He he
0: bet. Takes a look at the palantir while he's there. I bet. Yeah, that's where yeah. he gets at it. He doesn't look at the palantir when he's on a, the second throne. <laughs> God. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If I got really. That's like me pooping in the guest bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, Was that a reference to something? Yeah, the the time I pooped in the guest bathroom. Are you talking
1: about my guest bathroom?
0: No. Oh, okay,
1: cuz you were you were over at my house and you were no. in the guest bathroom and I was just making sure you didn't destroy the toilet while you were over here. No.
0: I didn't,
2: well. Yeah. I don't. Well, I I guess uh, bathroom is the woods so yeah
0: yeah like well here, here's the thing is what you do is if you want to see if somebody if you, that was nice if you want to see if somebody went number 2 in your bathroom you put an incredibly awesome and memorable and kind of like a talking conversational piece picture opposite the toilet. So uh-huh. if they see it, if they walk out and they say, "Oh dude, I really liked your picture of the moon of Endor." No. Oh, you did poop then- in my bathroom. <laughs> then <Yes>. you know. <laughs> okay. Got him. <'em. laughs>
1: Speaking of thrones. <laughs> we're, we're drifting guys, we're drifting. royalty. Let's talk about royalty. Stay on target.
2: Right Roy- okay. the royal
1: t- toilet.
2: Alex, take this away. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to kind of break my own rule here and think and say that, you know, uh, although royalty is is traditionally hereditary, at least in, in, in our world, um, you're not necessarily tied to that, or at least not directly. For example, you could have it as sort of a mystical heredity, like uh, reincarnation, right. you know, kind of playing off of the the uh, the Buddhist idea of the Dalai Lama, you
0: mm-hmm. know,
2: who when he dies, he's reincarnated and they send out. Uh, mystics to go find him again and you know bring him back train him that sort of thing right so you could have a system like that where the king always reincarnates and so they they go out looking for him and that can make for interesting adventures too and that's um, why the throne is empty maybe you know yeah. where's the king we're we're waiting for him yeah or right. something that's a cool yeah. idea so i have a, a system in, in in my world where the king is uh, it's a it's not a hereditary title. It's a title that is that is earned, and so uh, they 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 send they send they sent mystics out to find people that they that they sense are worthy to to rule, and so they they bring them back and and they go through these um, through these trials and and, uh, and 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 various tests to see who is worthy to be king. Mm-hmm. And once they once they find you know the last few, they have to go through some final trials and then they can the final one can ascend the throne and it's not uh and it's not just a king or it, it can be a king or a queen. It's not, you know, necessarily gender based, but um and they could they can be married, but the the wife of the queen uh, the wife the wife of the king is not the queen and vice versa. So they 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 have no, they have no, don't have necessarily any power, right? But uh, you know, that awesome. sort of thing. What kind of trials do you would you do you go through? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> well, the the early ones are are a simple sort of um, in my just, just mind. Quest, I'm just just seeing, questions.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm just seeing like the an adventure in which the <clears> characters can possibly become the king. So, well, right, yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. You, in in theory, you could do that, although they'd have to be chosen by the mystic, so it would have to be a conscious. Yeah, they couldn't accidentally become the king, uh Whoops. Uh, you know <laughs> Oh, jeez, now what? Kind of like Riddick. But I don't um, know. Sounds like a great <laughs> plot line. It could be. But uh no there 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 are some there are early ones that are not, you know, terribly lethal, but when you start the closer you get to the to the to the throne, um, the more dangerous and more uh, intense they become because you, the first ones are sort of to test your to see if you're, you know, mentally capable of handling the job and then then they advance to uh to fighting and final shows. Nice. what <laughs> awesome <sighs> what i don't know <laughs> you, you're laughing at me no not at all i thought that was awesome
0: i'm laughing because you're laughing <laughs> we're like a couple <laughs>
1: You guys got really close while I was gone. I
0: don't know what's going on, Tony. We take a week off. It's like... I've
1: been in the bathroom. What are you guys talking about?
0: <laughs> Matt's in there now with his cell phone. Yep, you know it, dude. Looking at That's this picture of Endor from. rolling Oop. up and dying. Little known fact: <laughs> rolling up and dying. Uh, so my, all right. So here's here, here's another stereotype. Here's another cliche. If you're playing a game and you're a character and you go into the town and you say I demand to see the king. Okay, well, well we'll take you to the king and you go and you see the king. Like that's like me going to the White House and being like, "Hey, I demand to talk to Obama." Okay, I, have, I have a couple <laughs> yeah. issues, yeah. I just want to go over with him and <laughs> uh you are not going to you're not going to look at Obama. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, uh, how how would you play that? In what scenario can a can low-level characters end up in the throne room talking to the king or queen, the monarch?
1: usually like the the way i see it like either either they are the only or one of the few hopes that a king or queen has or they've pissed mm-hmm. off the king or queen enough to <laughs> warrant an audience so yeah. let's say that there's you know a, a stereotypically a dragon that's plaguing the kingdom and the characters show up, and they go, "Hey, we, you know, we've killed dragons before." And they go, "Oh, well, you need to go talk to the king." And then they go, they get to go talk to the king. Conversely, mm-hmm. the characters have been causing enough problems in the kingdom to the point where the king fears them and wants to talk with them and maybe negotiate and possibly spring a trap for them. It's mm-hmm. like, a, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm reminded of the show Vikings, where. Like, uh, this this Viking, the leader of the Vikings, Ragnar Lothbrok, like, gets to talk to the kings in Britain constantly, because they're like, dude, this guy is scaring the crap out of us, and he keeps coming onto our shores and stealing stuff. <laughs> so, like, we're going to talk with him, but we also, like, can't just outright kill him, because then at, they'll just lose it, and we have to, like, contain this problem, so... It's it's usually either they want something or they want you to stop doing something.
2: <laughs> no well, I, I suppose you could also give yourself some uh, if they gain notoriety of some kind, like yeah. they might they might perform uh, you know a low you know say say a low level service to the, to the kingdom and, and but they do something great to save a town. Let's say they save a town or something, and uh, they 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 might be presented to the king by that by the lord of that town to get. Some sort of award or something like that. Yeah, a so they might. Yeah, exactly. So you know, and and but there could be a line of like fifty people, you know, <laughs> that are all getting medals, and they just happen to be, you know, one group of them that you know did something great that week. Right. But uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think in a lot of cases, a lot of DMs, you know, this is definitely an issue with me or has been in the past. Is you know, I'm always like, oh man, I have low level characters, and I really want them to meet this king or this like really important mm. person, but there's no reason that this really important person would want to meet the characters like and so for those dms out there who have that same issue like why are you going to hire these level twos to clear the bullywug caves when you have an entire town guard to do it for you right uh one really cool thing to do if you want your characters to meet the king is to set up an instance where they can save the king's life Mm. perhaps at a masquerade ball and someone's trying to poison the king or assassinate the king but you don't know if it's going to be poison a knife an archer like you just don't know how it's going to happen but the characters need to yeah. figure that out and if they do save the king you think the king's ever going to go to anybody else to ask for secret favors yeah, no way it's true mm-hmm.
1: or if you're if you're you know running a world where heroes are kind of scarce then lords and royalty and stuff would kind of be almost competing for the the fealty of those people, you know, mm-hmm. like if, if you're one of the few heroes in the realm, you better believe like lords and Kings are going to be like, Hey, you should come to my house for dinner. Like, let's talk. I really want you on my side. You know, when, when things go South here, or I want you at my beck and call essentially.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. That's, a, that's almost like Sir Selene a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is a little bit with the, with the various cons and stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could do some other interesting things too, like have the, you know, the King calls these four people, Seemingly nobody, people from from various parts of the realm, to go on this mission, and and even to them, they're like, why the hell are they calling us and throwing us together to do this? But uh, uh, what they don't know is that that each one of them is descendant from, uh, you know, a great hero that that served the king in the past, and so right. he's he's choosing them specifically because they are the the sons and daughters of these of these great heroes.
1: I like that idea. I also like the idea too, along that same lines, mm-hmm. that like. Uh, you know if, if you're playing in a fantasy world the king would probably have a magical advisor of some kind and maybe yeah. that magical advisor is like hey here's the four people you need to get because they're going to be destined for greatness pretty much and that's that's boarding a little bit on the whole prophecy thing but i do like mm-hmm. the idea of you know maybe if, if a king is wealthy enough you better believe they're going to have some sort of seer or auger like yeah. on on retainer you know
2: <laughs> yeah you can get away with a lot with a using a seer
0: yeah for sure <laughs> I, what, I have foreseen it. I have foreseen. <laughs>
2: now, Skywalker, you will die. <laughs> but I, you, you could even do a cool twist on it, like the, the advisor is actually against the king. But yes. so he picked these people because he, he 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 figured they'd fail. Yeah, they don't. Or
0: maybe like he he's telling the king, these people are destined for greatness. They need to take your guards and go out into those Bullywug caves. And so the king gives them the the guards and now the entire city is empty of defenses. Right. Yeah. So uh,
2: yeah, so there's yeah. a lot of cool twists you can do on that. That yeah, that'd be fun. I think that's really cool.
1: Now, I, I kind of want to loop back around to something cuz Barker, you you were kind of mentioning it earlier like a a king in a theocracy. And yeah. I, I you know, I don't think it would necessarily be called a theocracy because it wouldn't necessarily be ruled by the church, but mm-hmm. I like the idea of different kings embodying different things like you you can have a king who's very active in the military a king who leads by example you know who's charging into the fray on horseback along with his men you can have a a king who's more into uh riches and gold who's more of kind of a banker type king or you know like you were saying a king who is a religious icon a king who's very pious and you know god king or a god king you know exactly you can you can have different flavors of king because it's not like a king is one sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, A king mm-hmm. always brings whatever their facets of their personality and their background and their character into the role of being the king.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a really cool idea. Like, I, you know, I mentioned, you know, theocracy before, but I mm-hmm. love that idea that, you know, you don't have to have a, the, a theocracy to make a religious faction or nation Yeah, or, yeah. you know, government. You know, uh, let's say that maybe, maybe the king is, uh, ki- maybe they are not god kings, but maybe uh, they they are viewed as the religious icons, the religious symbols of this place, mm-hmm. um, and they'll serve as like a pope-like figure, yeah, a, yeah, a papal figure for the for the people. Yeah, exactly. Well, I really that, like that,
1: and that's yeah. a. I mean, a, to mention Game of Thrones again, that's something too, where all the kings like. There's Bran the Builder, and like, yeah. uh, uh, what's the? Oh man, I just forgot his name. But there's the one that was super pious and like, uh, he built the huge, uh, the huge temple. Uh, that's to the to the um, to the seven in the oh, P D capital. the
0: pious P D the pious oh
1: right P D the pious yeah, <laughs> yeah. no but the, the you know there's the different kings who all kind of embody these different things and they all have names that go along with you know the the great mm-hmm. things that they did when they were the king so
0: yeah you know what I like that idea too given given kings or queens the subtitle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like having maybe, maybe the characters hear about this king that's, you know, his name is, you know, to be completely original, you know, Ivan the Terrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they get to the city. And everybody's calling him Ivan the Good, mm-hmm. <laughs> or Ivan the Wonderful, <laughs> Ivan the Super Baller. Yeah. Like everybody loves him.
1: <laughs> Ivan the Rad. <laughs> and Ivan's like, Hell yeah! <laughs> keep
2: that in was mind. It Eric, the, the, Eric, wasn't it Eric the Rad or something? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, good one. Ooh, that, that was good. I I appreciated that. But you know, keep it keep in mind that you know, very few kings are gonna be like, No, you're not gonna call me. You know.
2: Alexander the asshole. Yeah, you're gonna call me. Yeah.
0: you know something else. <laughs>
2: not, not to his face anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Save, yeah, save it for behind my back. Have the common <laughs> courtesy to lie to my face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I,
2: I like that. What are some good subtitles? <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I guess it depends if you want to do, use just an kind of a you know a word to describe them like the great or the the pious or whatever, or do you want to describe it based on a deed they did? Like, um, like in, in, uh, in the, in the movie dragon slayer, he, he got the title of Cassiodorus Rex dragon slayer. Right. Did nothing to slay the dragon. Uh, (laughs) He Still took the title anyway. Yeah. But, um, you know, so it could be based on a deed they did. Um, it could be based on who they are. It could be based on a, a physical feature, you know, um, The broken, Uh, the the one armed, the the still. (laughs) Yeah. You know, he
0: doesn't move. Uh, I have a kind of a, in my homebrew world of Inkaya, there's this uh, kind of mythical figure. And my idea was that, you know, he was, um, I I think he might be like a half elf who ruled over the elves, Um, like brought a bunch of tribes together, maybe, or something. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea, I've called him uh, the magnetic. Because mm. it's mm. kind of modern and futuristic in a way, but magnetism, you know, bringing things together, bringing things to f- a focal point, uh, that, for some reason, that word just really excited me. So, yeah. do not you know, yeah. it doesn't have to just be the great, the silver, you know, yeah. things like that. It could be something totally cross-genre. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it and you and know, I, like Alex was saying it could it could uh you know, describe their deeds sort of specifically mm-hmm. too. Like I have a king in my world called uh Edelburn Orcsbane, you know, that yeah. you know, he killed a bunch of orcs, so that's that's how he's called, <laughs> you know.
2: Well, and and like you like you uh, kind of hinting at it, it, this these concepts don't aren't limited by genre. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can have uh kings in a sci-fi setting or mm-hmm. um you know if you want to change up genres have a, a an a western genre but there's a king mm-hmm. you know uh cool. actually that would be kind of cool. like uh the dark tower series yeah i was just going to uh, say Stephen it sounds king. like dark yeah. tower yeah yeah I, I didn't think of that till i said it um but uh well again like i mentioned riddick you know even in uh in that he uh he kind of became kind of king of the the uh necromongers necromongers for a time so um spoiler so that's uh <laughs> I, think I think it's old enough. yeah so i mean you can definitely carry these into other genres
1: yeah space feudalism is like my jam man i love space feudalism
2: <laughs> what's an what's an example of space
0: feudalism in like a is there an example of space feudalism in a media that people will be like oh that's space feudalism
1: i mean uh star wars to some extent um yeah the empire uh, you have the emperor mm-hmm. And then underneath the Emperor, you have the governors or the Grand grand Moffs, you know. So you have the Emperor who rules the entire galaxy, or at least most of it. And then beneath him, he trusts the Grand Moffs with the different areas of the galaxy, and they each oversee different things, you know. And then uh, Barker, he has his knight, too, the big scary guy who's... Like don't kill, don't kill the king. Don't look at him wrong, or I'll kill you. He has Darth Vader, who he sends yeah. out to do, you know, his dirty work and stuff like that. So that that would be an example of space feudalism. And there's Prince, like, Princess Leia too, although that never really comes into play. The fact that she's royalty, but <laughs>
0: right. so what are you gonna do, characters? You know what? I'm, <clears throat> I've had it with this Darth Vader guy. I'm gonna tell him to not try to scare us with his sorcery. <laughs> uh, um, He chokes the shit out of you without touching you. (laughs) 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 How do you like that? (laughs) Don't talk bad about Vader. He's my favorite character. (laughs) Oh, man. So you guys want to take a uh, question from the listeners? Yes. I think we should. Cool. All right. So, uh, again, facebook.com slash rollupanddie. Once a week, we'll post our topic in a Facebook post on that page. And mm-hmm. you can comment your questions, and we'll answer the one with the most likes. We have two questions, so we're going to answer two questions, if that's all right. Yep. Awesome. As in two tied for the most likes. so The first one is from Sam D. Sam D. What's up, Sam D? What's up? What types of royalty might you set up in a non-European setting? Such as Aztec or other native/slash indigenous societies, or maybe a spacefaring spelljammer-type nomadic civilization. Matt, yeah, how moist did you get here in spelljammer just now?
1: I was, I, I was already at six. <laughs> I'm at nine o'clock right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. So when I when I first read non-European setting, I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. I would like to touch on Aztec for uh, and let mm-hmm. you guys. But my first thing I thought of was Japanese. But mm-hmm. I don't really know any any sort of Japanese lore or anything like that. Have either of you guys played like Legend of the Five Rings? Uh, yeah, quite, quite a really, bit.
2: Not really.
0: No, I played the card game. Matt, t- how would you go about adding Japanese? Well, lore it, uh, Legend of the Five Rings is kind of interesting because it's a lot
1: like the Game of Thrones where you have the different houses or the different clans rather Mm. who are each ruled Mm -hmm. by a a daimyo or a unicorn represent. Yeah. Hey man, crab clan all the way. We got to watch that wall. Got to keep the demons out. But anyway, uh, (laughs) it, you know, with, with, uh, with feudal Japan, you know, it was all about the warlords. You had the daimyos, you know, and, and they sort of were under the emperor, but they also fought with each other. And then sometimes they fought with the emperor. And so that was kind of weird, but that's sort of i don't know that's kind of similar i guess to a feudal system i mean there was feudal japan you know where you had the emperor and then you had the daimyos and then under them you had you know lesser lords and then you had samurai which were basically knights and then you had peasants Mm -hmm. who were you know and and above them you had the the craftsmen or the artisans you know so it was actually very similar to european feudalism from a big picture standpoint Mm -hmm.
0: I like the idea of the warlords fighting each other and sometimes even fighting the emperor. Yeah. I also like that you described that as kind of weird. I don't know. For some reason, like, that's not messed up. It's not chaotic. It's not revolution. It's just weird. Yeah. They keep fighting the emperor. (laughs) That's weird. Well, because the
1: emperor is sort of supposed to be the embodiment of God, you know? And so it's sort of like, hey, guys, we're going to go fight God. Just real quick. (laughs) We're going to go over here and fight God.
0: Be jerks but, to
2: anybody but one person. Yeah. But you did the thing. <laughs> well, and I mean, and he was in power until, you know, well, relatively recently. Yeah. The, yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Very, <laughs> so, very recently. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, have either of you been to, uh, Central America or South America? I have never been. Nope. I highly recommend it. Uh, we went to, um, Uh, Belize and Guatemala, and we saw Mm -hmm. a lot of the the Mayan ruins there. Yeah. Yep. I I suppose it's probably more proper for me to say the Maya ruins. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't. I I make that mistake often. But um, that was totally like eye opening when it comes to seeing Mm -hmm. a civilization. Right. You know, everyone goes there to see what the pyramids, right? They want to see all these pyramids. But what you see everywhere are these massive. It looks like you know, like big. Wheels of brie cheese. Yeah, mm-hmm. they look. It looks like that, but made out of stone. Mm-hmm. And they're all mm-hmm. head choppers.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: everywhere. Yeah. like and it's like, why do you? It's not that. Like, I I understand. Like, you know, I guess I understand kings or queens just needing to chop some heads occasionally. Yeah, but why do you need nine in this one city center? Like, well, <laughs> Dude, how many heads? There's a are
1: lot of chopping? head chopping that needs to get done here. <laughs> oh but.
0: But add that uh, what I would do is I would add and even if you're doing like Aztec or Maya or mm-hmm. even a European sort of feudal system or you know medieval type of setting, add the public execution area like into the yeah. in view of the city. Like you see the gallows, yeah. you yeah. see the guillotines, just there's blood dried in the town squares ground because no one cleans it up, you yeah. know. And that's a
1: a good way to have your players not just straight-up disrespect the king as soon as they see him, too. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay, that's where the king has people killed. All right, cool, good to know.
2: Even better, have them meet some of the people who they later see them beheaded. Yeah. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know? Um, One of the things, one of the common threads, I think, that runs through uh, a king figure or a king or queen or monarch in any of these cultures is the the notion that they are um uh, well like you said almost like a deity almost like a, a god in and of themselves even right. if, even if they're not uh, a theocracy and that sense of awe that you get from being just being in their presence hmm. you know and so I think that 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 can be difficult to relay because um you know the, the a lot of a lot of the players that you're gonna be playing with have no Notion of what that's like, to to stand in the presence of someone, um, of that that amount of power, right? Yeah. you know, and and, and uh, relaying that to them because again, when you're trying to do it as a GM, it's just you're just you're just playing another NPC to them, kind of, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you know you put on a different voice and stuff like that, and they're talking to you, and it's it, I don't know, I um, I'm not sure how to easily translate that that sense of awe. To them,
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough to do. And it's, it's, it's sort of similar for me of like trying to scare your players. It's like, you can, yeah you can set up a yeah. story, you can set up a plot, you can set up characters as much as you want. But trying to elicit a desired emotional response from your players is always really difficult. And mm-hmm. if you're trying to have them be in awe of a character like a mm-hmm. king, that is really tough to do. And it's not something that you can force. It's just you have to try your best with it really.
0: What I what I might try to do is and it's something that I that I enjoy doing is take the you know, the monarch's personality and describe the monarch describe the monarch's personality using physical features.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. if if you want the characters or the players to see this monarch as just larger than life, then say that the monarch is it seems he seems nearly seven feet tall. Yeah. He's broad, shorter. He stands chin up, gaunt chin. And he looks at you with kind but serious eyes. Kind but fiery eyes. And greets you politely. Um, surprisingly giving you more attention than you, than you might expect from someone with uh, this much on their plate being a monarch. Like maybe describing their their scars and the mm-hmm. weapons that they are... Holding and just you know their adornments and uh, really help describe a, a person's personality with their gear yeah. and with their flesh. Right. And another thing too
1: I, is like I'm sorry, Alex. I totally keep just
2: that's okay cutting in
1: front of you here. But <laughs> we we always talk about on this podcast like uh like have things talked about before the players see them. And mm-hmm. so like if you're wanting to uh, you know have players be a little bit odd by a monarch have them overhear people talking about them or uh you know see the results of their deeds or a law that's been passed that they that they have done or the actions of the guards who are acting on their on their behest and stuff and sort of set
0: up the personality of the ruler before the players even get to meet them You could do a psych also and be like, he's larger than life. Oh my God, have you seen the king? And then you see him and it's like a wizard of Oz type thing where he just comes out from behind the curtain and he's tiny. How (laughs) you doing? (laughs) Well, you're you're not the king.
2: (laughs) I think another way to do it would be to have the people around, see the reactions of the people around him. So for example, um, seeing how they, seeing how they bow before him, seeing how they, uh, speak to him. Even someone maybe that the, that the characters have seen as this powerful character, this other, this powerful NPC, who now you know bows and 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 speaks you know uh, quietly and and has has an entire change of personality. Um, even even things you could do with like they they have uh, like a a pet old dragon <laughs> who serves them nice. <laughs> that, that sort of thing. I. Things that would make you, you know, kind of uh, like how powerful is this guy that this uh, this 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 lich that comes before him bows <laughs> to him, yep. you know, that sort of thing. Um, you know, have, have the people around react mm-hmm. in ways that make you really sort of think about it. Yeah. Awesome. So there you have it, Sam D. That's exactly
0: how you make a royalty in a space faring spelljammer <laughs> game.
1: <laughs> I think we just we just kind of answered josh's question too
0: Uh, i wasn't you know what i wasn't even looking at josh Mm -hmm. i was looking down at the other 11.
1: well look at (laughs) look at joshua seth bryant how do you get across to your pcs that this member of royalty is someone they should utterly respect when rp'ing with that character
0: oh we just want to answer oh my god yeah totally (laughs) show them some head shoppers and and make a lich bow to him i
1: thought i had zoned out and you guys had moved on to another question i was like oh shit i must have not been paying attention because they're talking about something completely different (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, okay, they're answering Josh's question. Great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. So let's go to – well, I mean, do you have any input on Spelljammer, Matt?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I, I was actually going to say uh, one of the ideas I had for a Spelljammer campaign I was running a while ago was uh, a, a flotilla, a bunch of old wrecked uh, Spelljamming ships sort of strung together that's sort of floating through uh, space – and uh, pirates use it as sort of a, a docking platform. So they send out raiding ships from this flotilla, and then the raiding ships come back. But I love the idea of there being a king of the flotilla, and he's basically like a pirate king, you know, who's not royal at all, like not a noble person at all. But he leads all of these pirates, and they they refer to him as their king, and he sort of rules from this flotilla. And uh, I was gonna have they, the players never got to it, but I was gonna have the players. Get to this flotilla, and just see this like you know, just this wreckage floating through mm. space, like all strung together with ropes and chains and stuff. And uh, they were going to dock, and there was going to be the the flotilla king there or whatever. But that's kind of nice. Really like yeah,
0: it reminds me of Battlestar. I, yeah, I just had
2: yeah. this. Uh, I just had this other really cool idea that uh, another way to kind of get across the power of the king mm-hmm. and uh, l- like. I mentioned the idea that the king and the lander won, kind of like the Athurian legends. What if, what if that was kind of literal? You know how in uh, D and D fifth edition you have these legendary capabilities, or uh, what do they call them? Lair. Layer actions. Um, Layer actions. Yep. Suppose the entire kingdom <laughs> oh, was was considered was considered the the king's lair. That's and a. And they cool had certain idea. actions that they could do, like, you know, uh, I mean. I, Make the ground tremble or something like that. You know that, that sort of thing. Well, they had that level of control over the land. That That's sort of a thing. Cool idea. Um, like yeah, cool. I mean that would be someone that you wouldn't want to want to mess with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: It's like the Deku Tree in uh, yeah. Legend of Zelda, kind of. Yep. yep. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Except for menacing
2: and evil and rude. <laughs> <laughs> Toads rude. <laughs> well we didn't have to be evil necessarily like i mean maybe maybe this person has some control even over life and death like they yeah. can they can raise someone from the dead if if uh, if they deem them worthy that sort yeah. of thing
1: like that, that. kind of reminds me of i don't know if either of you guys are fans of warhammer 40k oh yeah uh but the yeah. the god emperor of mankind is that he's mm-hmm. technically dead but they have his body sort of preserved in this giant th- mechanical throne and he ex- like constant life support. Yeah, constant life support. And he like exerts his Tony. psychic will like over the entire like Terran Empire. It's just like billions and billions of people, and mm-hmm. uh, like controls the warp, which is like this other dimension and stuff. And yeah. like that, that is kind of that god sort of yeah. overreaching sort of power that you could potentially think about. That mm-hmm. really is actually Definitely. a really cool yeah. setting. Yeah.
0: So uh, Jacob n from mini terrain domain you should check him out on Facebook yeah um has jumped in here and asked this question uh when establishing a monarchy within your setting how important is it to flesh out the entire King's court as mm. it were I, mm. I, I, I baby steps I wouldn't be like all right yeah have a seat ca- players here are the 11 people that are sitting at the table and their backgrounds and, and, yeah. and uh, if I were a player I'd be yeah. like Oh, God. Yeah, but exactly. The king and I would pick one or two other people.
1: Yeah. I I am a fan of people who sort of advise or serve a monarch. I like coming mm-hmm. up with people like that. Um, but, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily flesh out the entire king's court,
2: no, uh, so to no. speak. No, I mean, it, you have to have an idea of what the structure is. Like, yeah. if there are 12 advisors, there are 12 advisors. You need to know that. Uh, maybe having their names and, and just like a little – sentence or two yeah you know just kind of describing them a bit just so that you can you can uh, work on the fly if you need to but then important ones like if there's one who they that the characters are dealing with directly flesh that one out exactly and then maybe a couple others that they might interact with and then it'll, it'll just build over time you know awesome
0: i think we should make an idea that the people can steal the I people good idea The people um, our, our people we are benevolent rulers and we will make an
1: idea that you can steal
0: <laughs> mm, mm. without permission yes, mm, <laughs> yes. Mm. um i think <laughs> uh you know we've come up with a lot of good r- monarchs in mm. this podcast already yeah i what i think we should do is come up with a throne room Ooh, that's a good idea oh, that's an idea yeah. uh okay so i have the die even if you were like, nope, it's not a good idea, I'd have you edit that out and be like, Barker, that's the best idea in the world. Roll that die. I cannot wait to make a throne room with Barker. <laughs> God, why does Captain Gothnog sound a lot like Barker? <laughs> that, uh, that is scissors. Matt, go All right.
1: So there's a framed picture of the the forest moon of Endor across from the throne room. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, so this throne room is uh, it is actually a giant bathing pool. Like I picture, like a big sort of uh, marble room with pillars along each side, and in the center of the room is a giant pool that is filled with uh, heated water, and maybe they even. Uh, like runs steam through the through pipes uh, to heat the water constantly and the king is constantly in this in this bathing pool and maybe he has some sort of condition where he needs you know certain bath salts or oils or something in the water but he sees people and conducts his affairs from this giant bath essentially this giant bathtub set into the floor so if the pc's Go to see the king, he's basically just chilling in this hot tub, and he's like, hey, I'm the king, what's up? You know what's going on And I picture him nude but still wearing a crown, of course, <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I love that wow, <laughs> all right, that's paper um out Al- wait, is that okay, you, was- oh, oh, that's man, you know. made me rock you made me rock this time okay, all right'm yep. sorry I was- <laughs> I'm an island I'm an island. <laughs> Simon Garfunkel. Okay, that's me. I think that there will be there should be like a throne inside this pool, but it's like half submerged mm. and there's kind of like fountains in it, so there's water running down it. And this king is so kind of laid back, but when he sees that there are people that have arrived and he and to speak with him, he like kicks everybody else out of the pool cuz it's filled with people. And <laughs> and like go 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 and he kind of rushes over to the throne and sits on it. Like as if to say, "Okay, I'm ready now. Like now, now we can speak." Nice. <clears throat> Everybody pot- out of the pool, <laughs> adult swim. <laughs> <laughs> and he bears, he bears it all when he sits on that throne. Oh like man, he, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, oh man, Alex, what are you gonna oh, add good.
2: to this beautiful watery throne room? Well, I'm gonna say that that uh, everyone thinks that he does it because he's just this, you know, relaxed king and this is what he wants to do but what no one knows is that uh when he was when he was born um uh he was cursed and with this uh uh, that his body would dehydrate quickly Mm. and and so there's always constant moisture being 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 sucked out of him uh by this curse that he's trying desperately to remove and he's been you know doing trying to do so for you know for decades now and uh The only way that he can stay alive is to is to stay at least partially immersed in water. Oh, man, that's so good. And what if the adventures
0: that's why they're brought here is because there's a mystical drought happening. They know it's not natural and they need someone to stop it because the king will die if they run out of water.
1: And also, going back to what Alex was saying about the king and the land being connected, the land is in a drought because oh, it's getting worse. That's right. The curse is getting oh, worse. Nice. And so the king
0: is, is drying out and yeah. the
1: land is drying out.
0: Oh, that's oh
1: shit. That's good.
2: Dude. <laughs> and he's a zombie.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> on a boat? A zombie no, no, okay, on this, a boat?
2: This, this, this one's too good. They can't steal that you one. You can't All steal right. this one. You can't take that one. That, that, that's ours. It's uh, an idea
0: too good.
1: The other thing I thought you were going to say, Alex, <laughs> and I, I'm actually, I, I, I'm I disappointed that I was wrong, but that that is a good idea. But uh, the idea that he's being hunted by like a vampire and vampire the vampire can't cross water. And so the king <laughs> basically just stays in the tub all the time. Ah, see, so the vampire. It would have to be gets running gets water, though. Oh, it would have that's to be running, right. water, though, to be so. running water. Yeah. If, yeah. You had,
2: if you had, if you had, if you had, if you had like a waterfall flowing over his throne, yeah, then you could that do. would exactly. be
1: cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. For sure. But I
1: like, I like the curse idea better. That's way, way, way better.
0: Dude, that was awesome.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Good.
0: So, yeah. Um, thanks for everybody who tuned in. Thank you for tuning in to uh, our next around the town governments slash uh, monarchs. <laughs> Slash n- Naked Bathing yeah. Monarchs uh, series, um, and also I hope all of you enjoyed Brigade Con. Um, if you were unable to
2: attend, make sure you hit it up next year. Um, and and we'll you can still post- watch it. There's, it's still there's, there. Are all the games and, and yes. panels and everything are still online.
0: As Tim Carney said last year, everything's still online. So technically, you could simulate your very own Brigade Con <laughs> every, day. Right. every day. Every day. You just never sleep.
1: I can't kick a crash out, Mom. It's Brigade Con.
2: Wasn't that last week? It's
1: every week, Mom. <laughs> it
2: never stopped.
1: <laughs> Brigade Con will never end. <laughs> Not thank if I can much. help it.
0: Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to Roll Up and Die. Uh, my name is Barker.
1: And my name is Matt, the Naked Bathing King.
0: And my name is Alex, a.k.a. Captain Gothnock. And um I'm going to go take a bath actually. This really makes me want to. Take what a kind bath. of
1: what kind of bubble bath you use, Barks? What kind
0: of bubble bath? Yeah, do what I do you use? what
1: do you put in the bath when you go take a bath? <laughs>
0: I don't use ba- bath salt.
1: Yeah, bitch, I knew it.
0: This show has been produced by Roll Up and Die and is copyright 2015. It is owned by all three of the primary hosts. The games, movies, and other properties mentioned in this show are the property of their respective owners. Stealing is wrong. You can find all three of the hosts on YouTube and other websites. Matt is at youtube.com slash a fistful of dice. Captain Gothnog is at youtube.com slash Captain Gothnog. And Barker is at www.beabettergamemaster.com listeners are free to use this show in any way shape or form as long as credit is provided to the roll up and die podcast look for other releases of this show at www.beabettergamemaster.com or at facebook.com rollupanddie
2: have a fantastic day and as always happy gaming